everyone. Welcome to the Strive Podcast, a community dedicated to helping women become the best version of themselves by relying on Jesus Christ and uniting with other women. Today, we are dishing out practical, helpful, and tangible tools to help us all along our discipleship journey. My name is Abby Harding, and I am your host here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Strive Podcast. I am so excited to be able to share this conversation I had with Ashley McQuivy with you. She is a lifestyle photographer, so I linked her Instagram account down in the show notes so you can kind of take a peek at it. And Ashley is actually one of my lifelong friends. I have been friends with Ashley for more than a decade. We met back when we were 11 years old and now we here we are in 2023. It is crazy. Um, I'm so grateful for our friendship. Ashley and I now live far away from each other just because, you know, life happens. But whenever we call or whenever we see each other again, it's like we pick right back up where we left off. It is the coolest thing. Um, I wish our 11-year-old selves could see us recording this podcast episode together because I think they would be squealing. (laughs) Um, Too bad we can't go back in time so they could listen to it. But when I asked Ashley to come on the podcast and chat with me, I asked her what she wanted her topic to be about just so I can kind of get the layout for the episode before we recorded and she quickly texted back and she said effort in all caps (laughs) Um, she has been on this physical spiritual and mental health journey for most of 2023 and she has done such an amazing job capturing it remembering it writing it down and so I got to talk to her a little bit about this journey that she's been on and it's been powerful and so she said one of the biggest things that she's learned about taking care of herself has been the beauty of effort Before we get into it, I wanted to share a quick excerpt from one of my favorite general conference talks. It is by Sister Becky Craven. She is the second counselor in the Young Ones Presidency, and it was in 2020 that she gave the talk, Keep This Change. And I feel like this talk perfectly sets the tone for what Ashley and I talked about. So here's the quote. It says, our daily choices will either help or hinder our progress. Small but steady, deliberate changes will help us improve. Don't become discouraged. Change is a lifelong process. I am grateful that in our struggles to change, the Lord is patient with us. Through Jesus Christ, we are given strength to make lasting changes. I love this quote because it's powerful. It's simple. It's like we're going to change. We're going to have to make changes, big or small, but the Lord will be with us along the way. So with that, let's go ahead and talk to Ashley McQuivy. Okay, you guys, I am sitting down with the wonderful Ashley McQuivy. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. Okay, so before we get into it, we got to share our origin story. We have to. It's against the rules to not to. No, this is too important in our history. (laughs) So I won't get too into it, even though there's a lot of chapters in this book, but we met when we were 11. Yeah. Super young. Super young. And it was at like a girls camp meeting before you went to girls camp you had to like I don't even know what it was like certifications or something like that yeah it was kind of like the meet all the other people your age type thing and like get in your groups yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember Ashley was wearing this black coat and I thought it was so cute <laughs> I like vividly remember it do you know the pea coat I'm talking about yes <laughs> that was like I look back and I think that's the most embarrassing outfit of my life <laughs> but it was we we're living in southern California so you definitely didn't need a peacoat. No. no. <laughs> I just wanted to make a fashion statement. I was really into my clothes back then. Dude, and you <laughs> conquered it. Crushed it. <laughs> I really think you're one of like, the most like fashionable people I know. 
Like, thank you. 2011 <laughs> and 2023 combined. Oh my gosh. Thank yeah, and we basically just went to girls camp together like forever. And we're just in the same state, did, you know, same friend group, you know, whatever. And we are very involved in each other's lives. And so, yeah. um, we crazy story. We both ended up moving to Texas kind of like, randomly. Like a year <laughs> apart from each other, like super randomly. Yeah. And Texas is huge. So it's not like we were like neighbors or whatever, but we got to see each other a couple times. And then we both ended up at the same college. Like yeah, our lives have just kind of like parallel f- followed each other this whole time. Yeah, and we got married are like pretty close to each other too. Yeah, like probably within a year. Yeah. So like <laughs> we've kind of just like lived this like mirror life. <laughs> I love it though. And we have the same major in college. We do. So we know all the same people in college too. <laughs> yeah. And like took the same classes, like never at the same time. Except for once. Do you remember visual media? We took, oh it was COM 130. We like randomly were in the same class together for a semester, but I stopped going halfway through. So yeah. <laughs> and the class was great. So we like one day a week. And so yeah. it was like kind of random. I totally remember that. Yeah. That was a long time Weird. Ago. That was like our yeah. freshman year. And now yeah. we're like graduated. Like literally before we started recording this, I think we spent what, 45 minutes down like memory lane. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's cool to be yep. able to have someone who understands where you grew up and like your lifestyle and things like that literally to a t yeah like we lived like very similar lives growing up and so it's it's so refreshing to like talk to someone who knows exactly where my memories took place and like what they were about in it and like who were in them and all that yeah and it kind of feels like a fever dream like when I think back at it and so it's nice when I'm like hey do you remember like this person do you remember this place and you're like oh my gosh yeah and I'm like okay I'm not going crazy it was real (laughs) Our, our memory libraries go back to the same place and it's so fun one of the coolest things is that our friendship is really the foundation is truly the gospel like throughout our lives like the church has always been the center of it which has made it the center of our friendship yes I agree and I think that's like part of the reason why we're still such like good friends even when we don't talk every day or like even every month like yeah. we we like went to the temple together like we've done like all sorts of church things together and like that's something we will always have in common and so it's just easy to come back and talk to you because like we grew up in a primarily not LDS culture but we were LDS so like Mm -hmm. I guess members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints so we we like got each other then and we get each other now and I love that yeah and we really had to like stick together you know what I mean like there wasn't this like oh well maybe it was like you are like this is your battle buddy like going into high school in Southern California yikes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, people literally thought we were either Amish or a cult. So, you yeah. know, we needed our buddies. <laughs> I have like the fondest memories of it. I agree. Yeah, same. Good times. Maybe I'm just blocking out the bad stuff. But like, I, I literally think it was so good. Yeah, I, I think that it's okay to block out some of that bad stuff. <laughs> Keep the positives. And only yeah. the only the constructive bad ones. <laughs> I like that. Constructive bad ones. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we've had such a good life. It's so fun to be able to reflect and be like, remember this, remember that. But also, I don't know, it's just cool. I don't know what other word to say. I feel like I've said the word cool like 10 times in this recording. But it's nice to be able to like sit down with one of like my favorite people in the whole entire world and just kind of catch up and talk about a topic that we're both super passionate about. So today in this episode, we are talking all about striving to put in effort and put in that work. Put <laughs> in work. <laughs> yes. And so... Kind of how I've been doing the podcast episodes so far is just kind of letting 
the guests that I have kind of take the wheel, pick the topic. You know, I, obviously I'll ask you questions. I'll give you my insights, whatever. But this was like truly like your little brainchild of a topic. <laughs> so what made you think of effort as the topic you want to talk about today? Well, you, so you texted me like, what do you want to talk about? And it took me about one second to think of it because the last three months I've been like focusing solely on building my self-discipline muscle in my brain which like sounds so silly a little bit but (laughs) so like and it's made me reflect a lot on putting in discipline not just like physically because that's what I've been focusing on is like health and like wellness and physical stuff but it's kind of made me realize that the same principles that go into your physical discipline and your health discipline, they go into your spiritual discipline. They go into your emotional, mental, like all of your different like pieces of your wellness and all that. They all require the same skills. And so that's, that's kind of where that came from. Cause I, so little backstory, um, back about like 80 days ago, <laughs> I, looked at the calendar and I was like, wow, I'm going to Hawaii in 74 days. I bet you I could do 75 hard, which is this challenge where you do like the two 45 minute workouts every day. One's outside, you drink the gallon of water, you pick a diet, you read 10 pages of nonfiction, like this whole thing, this whole thing. And I like tried it once in 2021 and I failed miserably. And so then this time I was like, you know what? I'm in much better shape. I bet you I could do it. I like feel like I could do it this time. And I talked to my husband about it and he's like, I think you should do it because I have a really good habit of um, giving up on myself and then being really upset with myself for giving up on something I really wanted to do. So he's like, you should challenge yourself and you should try it. So I did. And I had no idea how much I was going to get out of it, like emotionally and like spiritually. I really didn't think it was going to affect my spiritual well-being at all, but it, it really, really did. Because I would do every single morning, I would do my 45 minute workout outside. So I go on a run or a walk for like 45 minutes. And I would listen to conference talks like the whole time. And it didn't start that way. It started with podcasts. And then I got really tired of podcasts and I ran out of podcasts. So I was like, you know what? I'll just listen to conference. Conference is coming up. And the one day, so like initially when I started doing it, I could run a mile or two and then I would walk the rest of it. And then the one day that I listened to conference, I ran four miles straight for the first time in my life. And I was like, wow, I really attribute that to God. <laughs> like That like helped me so much for some reason. And so I made it a habit of listening to conference every morning for 45 minutes every day. And with some exceptions, but most every day. And then once general conference happened, I listened to all the new talks. And it, it like really changed my emotional well-being from there. So like physical to spiritual to emotional. I like began to feel more patient and to feel more love and to feel like just happier. And it was just a transformation. So that's like where it came from was when you put an effort somewhere, you start to put an effort in more places and then you start to see results and then you build momentum and then you feel happier and you feel better. And then you can spread to other people and share. So that's where that came from. But Yeah, that's powerful. I knew you were kind of on this journey, like, but I didn't know it was like that intense. So tell me a little bit. I have a lot of talking points after that. (laughs) Okay, I have a lot of pins in the topics. But so first off, what is you said 75 hard? Is that what it's called? Yes. What is that? And tell me what criteria that looked like for you. 
Yeah, so 75 Hard, I don't exactly remember the whole origin story of it, but I know it's by a guy named, I think it's Andy Frisea, I could be saying that wrong, um, but it's a self-discipline challenge, and a lot of people do it to create, like, physical changes, they're like, I want to see if I can get abs, I want to see if I can get, like, really fit, lose a bunch of weight, but that's not the point of it, the point is to do something really hard consistently for 75 days, and the criteria is, you have to work out twice a day, every day. It's two 45 minute workouts. One is outside, the other one can be in or outside. You have to drink a gallon of water every day, read 10 pages of nonfiction, um, take a progress picture every single day, pick a diet and stick to it. And I think that's all of them, pretty sure. But you can always Google it and find more. Um, so I did that every day for 75 days and I almost quit on day five. Like I really almost quit and Cole was like, my husband's name is Cole. He was like, Ashley, you you can't quit. You can't give up on yourself because I know what you're going to feel like in a couple of days. You're going to be so upset at yourself and you're going to be at a pity party and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I guess I can't quit. So I kept doing it. And I'm so glad I did. I feel like two of the biggest things that I've been missing from my life are exercise, like good intentional, not just like walking to class and back. Inten- intentional exercise and food. I feel like it's more of a convenience now. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, it's like a lot on my plate, whatever. But I love how you brought that up. I did not know that was like a big part of it. Yeah, it is. It's huge, actually. Yeah. But... And I love how you mentioned listening to conference talks as you ran. Before the Strive podcast was the Strive podcast, it was conference conversations. And it was all about general conference. And that was the whole topic. And I am the biggest advocate for general conference talks. So that's so cool. They're able to like run four miles straight. Can you tell yeah. our teacher that back in junior high? Well, <laughs> not. Email. I was running like 13 minute miles when we were kids. Like legit, I was not a good runner. I like at the beginning of this challenge, I could run like one to two miles. My average mile time was like eight minutes, which like I worked really hard to get there. And then by the end, I can, I could run a 730 mile. Like I could run, I ran like five miles one day. Like literally I broke all the, the boundaries I set in my mind for myself because I like put in the effort and the work and it changed my perspective and it was so powerful to me I love that it's like a real life case study like right before your eyes that's awesome congratulations number one that's like a big deal and number two how have you been able to include God into your runs into this new habit change Um, I know you mentioned general conference talks but what else have you been able to do to really include him in that Yeah. So some mornings I pray when I walk or talk or like run. And that's not something I used to do. My mother-in-law told me that she did that. And I was like, that's a good idea. So like this morning I went for a walk and I was like talking to God when I was walking and and things like that. And just kind of leaving it a time for meditation sometimes where like maybe I don't listen to anything. And I just kind of like think about maybe what I could do better or like allow God to kind of speak to me. Um, what else? Definitely praying that I could have a good run helped me run better. Definitely asking for help or like focusing on things other than bodily pain when I was in pain definitely changed how far I could push myself, which I think is a good metaphor for not just like physical exertion, but like if you're struggling in something or if you are like going through a really hard trial, you can put your mind on Christ, you can put your mind on like other things like God and like, like blessings. And it can take you out of 
your pain that you're feeling and you can like experience something else that's like helping you grow yeah it's cool that you it's not expected that you're going to do this alone yeah you set this goal it's an awesome goal it's a hard goal it's a stretching one but yet it's not all you like you have god who's willing to help you along the way exactly yeah it's been cool like i remember one morning i was walking out like was reflecting and i was like man i really didn't think that this challenge would help me spiritually so much or like mentally so much like i really did not think it would have such a big impact on like my internal well-being other than like my physical health and it's been it's been really cool to watch i think they're very woven together you know like the new um like youth program that's come out um i don't i mean you have younger siblings so i'm sur- sure you heard like pieces of it but it's like a physical goal for the year an emotional goal a fun goal you know whatever in the pie chart handout that they've been looking at it's interesting how that's like been a priority to the church and especially like for the youth program is like looking at all of these things it's not just one it's not just spiritual it's like everything affects it definitely i definitely think that our physical well-being affects how well we can like feel the spirit like cole and i will talk about this sometimes where if you're super super unhealthy it kind of limits your agency a little bit because you can't do everything you want to do and like the prophet even said that in conference. He's like, if you're addicted or doing anything that like restricts your agency, stop, like change, you know? And that's something that I think comes into play with our health. And like from personal experience, I've been like unhealthy before. I've been overweight before. I've been like in all these different physical, like health, whatever. And like the times where I definitely felt closer to God was like when I was working really hard to take care of my body because like our bodies are gifts our bodies are temples we're supposed to take care of them we're supposed to honor them so like I've definitely had experiences when I was like walking and running where I felt the spirit and I felt like God was proud of me because I'm I'm treating my body in a way that he would have me treat it totally I think the word of wisdom is such like a big deal and it was so revolutionary for its time still is I think (laughs) a little bit yeah (laughs) but yeah I think there's so much truth that like you said like if there's any addictions if there's anything like holding you back um God God is just the awesomest he's so kind to be able to give us these awesome bodies and yeah every single one works differently looks different but yet it's our gift and so it's cool that you're valuing it so much so on this journey how have you been able to love your body and love yourself oh wow yeah I I've always struggled with like body image. I think most girls and even guys like have. And this, I think, has taken my mind more off, I guess, it's taken my mind off how I look and more on how I feel and more on how my body can handle things. Like I, I felt so grateful that I could run five miles one day like one day I went like eight miles I didn't run the whole thing but I did eight in a really short amount of time and I was so proud of myself and I felt so like grateful for like the gift of a body and the gift of like the ability that I can run and walk when other people can't or like I can do all these things it's definitely shifted my mindset to like I'm so glad that I can do this um and like the so the day that I beat my mile time 
I did it on a treadmill, so maybe that's cheating because, like, you, I can force myself to run so fast on a treadmill when I can't do it outside the same. And so I, like, was in the gym. I had the treadmill going, and I was going as fast as possible. And I, like, felt like I was going to, like, puke my guts out. And then I, like, hit the mile mark. I stopped. I looked at my time, and it was, like, 7.36. Fastest mile I've ever been able to run in my life. And I, like, almost cried, <laughs> which is so silly. But, like, I, like, was so happy and relieved and proud and grateful that like this could happen that I'm healthy enough that this could happen because I've been in places where I was so not healthy enough to be able to get even close so like just so much more gratitude for the gift of my like physical body and my ability to break the mental boundaries that I had I guess yeah there's a lot of mental boundaries that come with your physical body I think a lot of that comes from different places. Maybe it's media. Maybe it's your parents as a kid telling you, oh, you can't do that or whatever. Um, There's a lot. And it's hard to break down those walls. And it sounds like you've done a fantastic job at that. It took a lot of effort. (laughs) And like, believe me, like I was, I did not have that intention necessarily because Cole would always tell me in the gym because he's super down for like going really hard in the gym. And I was like, I can't do it. He's like, yes, you can. You can do more than you think. And I was like, no, I can't. You don't know my body. Like that's kind of my attitude I had. And then after this, I was like, there was one day where I was like, man, I think someday I could run a marathon, which I've never had that thought in my life. And even after I don't have the same feelings right now, but like, for like that moment I was like wow I can do so much more than I think I can like we are capable of so much and I think that's not just like physically like we are like we have so much potential like God has given us each so much potential and we have the ability to reach all of it like he's never given us like the shorthand we all have the ability to reach the potential he's given us it's just a matter of if we're willing to work for it to get it to like achieve it to chase it you know it's up to us how, where do you think those limits come from? I think like, like you said, media can be a thing, but I also think we blame everything on the media nowadays just because it's new. <laughs> I guess yeah. not new, but kind of new. Um, I think also like childhood experiences are a lot, like whether it's your peers or your parents or like what kind of media you're exposed to when you're young, just kind of the ideas of the culture you grew up in can really shape how you feel about your abilities to like succeed in things. Like if you saw, if you didn't watch the people in your life as your examples succeed, you're probably not going to think you're going to be able to succeed either. So I think it's a lot like parents, parents are a huge, huge, I don't know, advocate, I guess, huge example to us for what we can and can't do when we grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, you know, obviously you don't have kids yet and I don't have kids yet, but how are you going to be able to help your children kind of break down those walls for themselves in the future? I think just being a good example. That's something I think about all the time where I'm like, wow, I like want to do so good at that. And I don't even know how. And I'm sure it's going to be one of those things that I'm going to have to go to God for help with a lot and be like, what do I do? Like, how, how can I be the best example? Um, But I think just like if you strive to become the best like, you know how you are who you surround yourself with? Like, when you're a kid and you're surrounded by your family, you become them. And, like, someday you'll become more like your peers or whatever. But we are so much like our family that if I'm living in a way that I'm proud of, I think my kids would reflect that. I love that. I want that plastered <laughs> on paper. That is so powerful. 
I think it'll it's easier said than done I'm sure I'm sure a lot of moms listening are like what (laughs) Um, but it's it takes time it's not going to happen overnight and I think it's weird I remember like looking back at my life and like even since like we've been going down memory lane together it's weird what memories and what events stick Mm -hmm. it's so weird (laughs) like I have vivid memories of like my mom like sitting on our couch in like our living room like praying and I remember I walked downstairs I was gonna tell her that I was mad at one of my siblings like mom fix this and I remember she was just sitting there and her arms were folded and scriptures in her lap and I remember on top of the staircase and she was down below and I remember like just walking backwards and like leaving and being like I need to chill out and it was like a vivid memory I was probably like what maybe eight that's so tender though. <laughs> That's so cute. Obviously, this journey you're on, kind of out there. There's not a lot of people that can say that they did a goal for 75 days intentionally and did this, this, this. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned it affected your spirituality. Go a little bit deeper in that. How did you be able to develop a closer relationship with Jesus Christ because you were working on these goals and determined and had that discipline? Okay. This made me think of a very specific example. So There's this talk from 2019 called Careful Not Casual, I believe. So that's like such a good talk. And I remember when it came out, I loved it. And I was like, yes, we should be living so intentionally in the gospel. And then, you know, life goes on and sometimes you get really casual with things. And everyone goes on the ups and downs. And I feel like the last year or two, I've been on one of those like more casual lows where like, not like I'm doing anything bad. I'm just not really putting in the effort I should be putting in. And I'm like, just kind of, you know, I'm going to church, taking the sacrament, doing the things, but I'm not like, I'm not doing my best I could possibly be doing. And I know, and I knew that I knew I wasn't doing the best. And I was on one of my runs and I was listening to conference and I saw that talk coming up and I wanted to skip it so bad because I didn't want to feel rebuked. (laughs) I was like, I do not need to feel like guilt right now. Um, and so I almost skipped it. And then I, the spirit was like, no, you should listen. And so I listened and I actually felt so much overwhelming love and so much like, just like joy and not even like forgiveness. Cause I wasn't like repenting, but it was just like, I knew that God loved me even though I wasn't perfect. And I knew that God was watching me and that he like cared for me. And that's something that on and off I'll struggle with in my faith is being like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like I'm really close to God right now. Oh my gosh. Is like God even watching out for me? Is he like, he doesn't care about my life, which is so silly. And that's one of the human things that we like to think all the time. But like from there, I just realized I'm like, just because I'm not perfect doesn't mean God's going to like rebuke me. He's not like a spiteful parent. He's a loving father in heaven and he cares for us and he wants us to succeed and the best way to push someone to succeed is through love. And so that has helped me, like, I guess, humble myself and feel more peace and more okay with, okay, I can change. I can become better. And it's okay that I'm not perfect. I just need to take the next step and do a little bit better. I love that. Definitely that, like, high love, high expectations, like, for sure. So powerful. And so kind of like my last question I have for you is what advice would you give to someone who's listening to this and feeling like they're ready for a change? Maybe it's a little bit daunting. What advice would you give them as they endure um, changing something in their life? I would say 
when you feel that little push of momentum to change, use it before it's gone. And then when it goes away, do it anyway. That is so important. I feel like once you get those little random pushes of like, oh my gosh, I can change, I can do this thing. That's like kind of a gift. You're just getting this little burst of energy and you got to use it. And then tomorrow when you don't feel like it, remember that and do it anyway, because there is so much to be said for doing things that we don't feel like doing that are good for us. So I I would say that I would say like, even if you don't feel like it, even if you don't believe it's going to work, small things lead to great things, little things build up into great, big, huge changes. So just do like something little today and then tomorrow do a little bit more or next week do a little bit more. Just like take the little steps and like act. We just have to act. You just got to do it. Thank you, Ashley. You're like mm-hmm. the brightest little light. I freaking love you. <laughs> I freaking love you. You're always so good, Abby. You're always so good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you've listened to a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. The tradition at the end of the podcast is to ask you and to ask myself, I need to be accountable too, um, what is one thing you are striving to do this week? So I'll give you a second to think about it. Okay. It's kind of on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think one thing I'm striving to do this week is, how do I word it? Like I mentioned earlier, I, I'm graduating super soon. Six weeks. The countdown is on. By the time you listen to this, it'll probably be like five. <laughs> and I think the first bit of the semester was really hard. It was really hard. It was hard to stay motivated mostly. And my goal for this week is to do those things that seem hard earlier. So I have homework due at midnight. I'm not doing it at 11.59. You know, I'm trying to spread things out. And so that way I have more time to be able to do what I need to. I think that's my goal. A good goal. Not procrastinate, essentially. That's good. That is a good goal. A righteous endeavor. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I you better keep me I will. I'll text you. Okay. At 11.59, I'll be like, you better not be up right now. <laughs> <laughs> you better be not. You bet. Wait. Wait. You better not be up either. There we go. I'm, oh my God. Title seven. I think my goal for the week is to be be a better communicator, I think, with with like God and with also my family that I'm around. Like be clearer and also be more willing to listen because it's super easy for me to pray and ask a thousand things, give God a grocery list basically, and then not listen at the end. So I want to do better at my my internal communication with God and a family. I love that. Yeah. And I'll keep you accountable too. That sounds good. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for listening today. Um, I appreciate you listening all the way through. <laughs> Hopefully you're able to get something from Ashley and her conversation with me. And um, before you leave, make sure to leave a review either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Um, this helps more people be able to view it. Um, let us know what you think. But I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day and keep on striving because you are loved.